Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television series. This is Bill, and I am just coming at you real quick here on Thursday, the night after Season 8 aired, and due to my travel schedule and some things happened, I was unable to view the show, and so I'm behind right now, and Sharpie... Uh, is very tolerantly waiting for me to get my poop in a group. So, But until then, we don't want to leave you too hungry for some hot dish. So what we're going to actually do is we're releasing our interview with Maggie Phillips, the music supervisor for season three well, and season two of Fargo. So we're so thankful she was able to take time out of her schedule and chat with us a few weeks ago. So uh, we will be coming at you with our hot dish slash full breakdown very soon for episode eight. But thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this chat we had with Maggie Phillips. Here we are back with Maggie Phillips, music supervisor for FX Fargo. Well, not just for that. You're you're doing it for so many things. And we were we were talking uh, briefly while we waited for Sharp. We all rebooted, and it was a merry old time. Um, but yeah, it's been like 19 months since we last spoke with you, and I I feel like it was so funny. You had that story that you were like, yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to stick with this, and now I feel like <laughs> you you've you've not only stuck with it, but you're like, hey, how much shit can I do at once? But I'm doing so I'm doing Fargo and Legion. We're right now. I'm doing Fargo season three, which still isn't done. It's close. Um, and then Legion season two will start up again in a, in a month or two. Um, and other TV for I'm doing a few shows for FX. I'm doing Snowfall, which starts July fifth. Oh, 5th. cool. Yeah, that's we, a cool show. They've been they've been pushing that real. I've, they've been pushing that one real hard in the like interstitial ads on the streaming. Yeah, that's what so, I've heard. So I was like, yeah. oh, that looks pretty badass. And then I looked that up and I'm like, oh, well, we can ask Maggie about that. <laughs> Some, somewhere after we get through some Fargo stuff. Yeah, here, but. yeah. And then there's a few, you know, there's um, Animals is still going on. There's another show on HBO with Mark Duplass that's going to premiere at the end of July called Room 104. I'm doing a few sh- a show with Netflix and a, but a show with... Like there's some shows coming out later in the year, early next year that I'm working on now, but won't excite people because they're new shows. So we can just talk about what's in front of me, us right now. Yeah, that'll be sweet cool. though to check back in later, hopefully. And yeah, I know. But so I don't know, Sharpie. Do you want it? Do you want to kick us off with something? Uh, I know you got some um, notes. Sure. On your I read an article um, on Uproxx by a guy named Stephen Hyden. I hope you've yeah. been reading his stuff because it's. Pretty, pretty much cool. all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've one of the read things. All of them, but I've read a few. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think it was prior to the first episode airing. He said uh, that many of the best and most talked about shows on television do this very well. And what by this he's talking about uh, music, uh, like picking the right types of music for the story. Um, the Americans, Big Little Lies, Better Call Saul, Mr. Robot, Legion, Halt and Catch Fire. But there's one show that does it better than the rest. FX is Fargo. Um, how does that make you feel? Good. Pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty awesome. I um, think that's one of the things that the show is getting known for and ha- or has been known for that was sort of out of the field, not expected uh, when people were anticipating the show in general. Uh, and I'm talking about prior to season one. Um, and now it's become sort of this wh- one of the things that it's known for, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think and I think perhaps they say we do it better than anyone else because there's very little barriers as far as genre and sound and time period. And um, I think some shows because of the nature of the show and the story they're telling it's confined and, and we, we get to open it up and there's, and there's no rules. And so we get to go all over the map and go crazy. And, And that's for me, the most exciting part about Fargo, but it, it's cool, really cool that people are recognizing that. And, um, 
and paying attention to the musical cues. It's quite different than working on a show where the music's just sitting in the background, you know? Sure. So you said that you mentioned uh, just previously uh, that Fargo season three isn't finished yet. No. How does um, it end? So how much, um, do you, how much do you know into the future and how do, like, for example, the, the very first song, uh, I think the very first song that airs in this season is that Kokushka song by the Kazakh Squire. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, which translates to the cuckoo. Um, then later on, we get the story of Peter and the wolf, and we learn that Emmett is represented by the bird and Ray is the duck. Um, mm-hmm. So did you know that kind of stuff before you picked this song, the cuckoo? We knew the only thing that I knew prior to reading the scripts was Peter and the wolf. Okay. That was Noah's first idea for this season. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, and we wanted to clear the David Bowie narration. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah, um, and it was just way too cost prohibitive. So uh, that's when we decided to bring in Billy Bob Thornton to do the narration, and, and um, actually, it was Jeff Russo, the composer, who did all the music. He recorded um, and arranged uh, a whole new, a whole new uh, Peter and the Wolf world so that and you know that was sort of like one of those you get put in a difficult place with money and you figure your way out and i mean david bowie's narration is amazing and people should definitely check it out but it doesn't have the layer that billy bob thornton added so yeah and that was a delight yeah Yeah, there were so many people who like even in the in the things we read or even the notes we get from our people who listen to the show everybody was really there was a lot of people who were really excited to hear Billy Bob's voice again, you know, especially yeah. with the amount of like kind of wolf imagery that was in season one with him. And so it's, it sure was nice. I mean, as much as I think David Boy's voice kicks ass, I mean, I could listen to him and Bing Crosby sing the little drummer boy thing all over again. But yeah, it would have been great for other reasons, but the Billy Bob's horn, I think it was just a satisfying moment for the fans to hear, like you said, to hear his voice again. Yeah. Fun fact, Stephen Hyden, the guy that uh, Sharpie was bringing up is uh, he's from Wisconsin. Sharpie. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, he went to Eau Claire. Big drinky town. He's cool, but he... (laughs) I think he reads... He's like His articles are brilliant. He's a brilliant writer, but he definitely reads a little more into the music than is actually there. (laughs) I I think think that's what we're all doing, though. (laughs) Yeah, but a lot of it is, but... But I think that's the I think that's the point. Everyone brings in their own story and their own, you know, ideas, and just because Noah or I didn't think that doesn't mean it isn't true or the <laughs> truth, you know. I don't know. That's I feel the beauty of stories. I feel. What? I feel pretty sure that you guys could be like, nah, you're super wrong. <laughs> no, because I because I I mean this would get like a little too silly to talk about, but it's like it's your own truth. So and 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 I think that's what's cool about TV, especially a show like, like this, is it's the audience participation is a big part of the show, and the fans are a big part of. Of the show, and we think about that while we're making it. So. Your own truth, like Napravda and Pravda. I feel like you're yeah. <laughs> you're reaching into the show here about speaking your own truth. And, I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that we're interested in, though, too. I mean, like, I just do that whole like, where in the process do you? I mean, do you get a script and then you immediately start thinking about stuff, or do you eventually start seeing like, you know, I mean, I don't know how how tight they run like dailies and things for you guys on on set. You know, like, where do you come up with? You're like, hey, I'm going to use. I don't even know if Adriano Calentano, like if we're still in episode one, quickly talking about that, like 
That yeah. was in post. That was in post. It, it, the stuff, it just depends. It depends on script. Stuff that's written into the script, I'll start clearing right away. And those are Noah's ideas or the writer's ideas. And this is like this on any every show and movie I work on. If it's in the script, that's the initial starting point. But, um, uh, but Noah decides a lot of that in post. So, okay. yeah. So, um, so is so that like- song that... Go ahead, uh, Charlie. You're talking about the prison colon, prison colon incident in Kuzal or something. I can't. Say. <laughs> uh, what, that was, was was that Noah's idea in post. That you was know? a song I sent to Noah for Legion. Okay. And I thought he threw it in there because I sent it to him for Legion. But I just found out I was just hanging out with him, and he said he saw the video in front of a movie at the Alamo Draft House in Austin. I don't know if you guys seen the video for that song. It's from 75. Yeah, yeah check it out on YouTube. And, uh, and and that's where he thought of it. So I don't know if I planted the seed, but that was Noah. Like, I, that's a song I've had in my back pocket for a couple <laughs> years and, like, can't can't wait to use it. But Noah placed it to that scene. Beautiful. And for those, uh, just to, to catch people or to remind people of when this song played, this is when uh, Ray and Nikki Swango are walking into their first bridge tournament. The Wildcat. Um, <laughs> and you hear this uh, Italian. Well, he sounds he's Ital- he's an Italian guy, but he sounds kind of American in the song. He's uh, it's a totally nonsensical song. It doesn't there's there's no real Italian words there. It, what he's doing is seeing a song. He's making sounds that sound like American words to him. That's what the song yeah. is. So um, it's an amazing story, backstory yeah. to the song. And NPR did a piece on it like five years ago. Um, and if if we can link to it, I think we, we can in the show notes. Um, yeah, I can do that. We'll put a link. To, we'll put a link in there because it's a it's a fascinating little it's like a seven minute listen. Uh, they do an interview with this Adriano guy. And it is really interesting. What did you say? I haven't heard that. Um, he I can I can tell you I pulled some quotes from that interview. Um he basically wanted to write a song about the inability to communicate. Uh, and I'll quote him here. He said, I had to write a song where the lyrics didn't mean anything. It's like what happened with the Tower of Babel. Everybody wanted to get toward the sky, and they were being punished because God confused all the languages and nobody could communicate anymore. Um, and he wanted to write something that sort of embodied that. Uh, and so well, he wrote a song that's complete gibberish, uh, but sounded like what uh, English, like American speaking English sounds like to an Italian. So there's no real words in that song except for like, all right, I think is the only yeah. real word. <laughs> Which is perfect. Cause and communication is a th- theme throughout the entire season um, or lack of, you know, or miscommunication. And, um, and so it was a perfect way to start that, that theme in, in this, this season. Sorry, he, I cut you off. No, so, you're okay. He, he reminded me it's like almost the opposite of like, I don't know if you guys are into Don Rickles at all. But when you would see Don Rickles on Carson, he would always do this like fake Italian, you know, and it was never really Italian. But yeah. he always he always used to give like Sinatra and all those guys a lot of shit in Vegas. And he, if you go look it up, he, like almost every I'll time he up, talks too. to Carson, he does this like, hey, it's the way he does it. It sounds real. And God, for all I know, maybe it is real, but I guarantee you Don Rickles is not. No, Mr. it's Mr. not. Warmth, uh, <laughs> Mr. Warmth in- is not fluent in Italian, but. Yeah. I don't know. When Don when Don Rickles passed away uh, just recently, um, Howard Stern had a really good breakdown of that specifically what you're talking about. Oh, Bill. really? Yeah, um, yeah. Because uh, Howard Stern loved Don Rickles because Don Rickles was the only guy that could give like the Rat Pack like shit. those guys shit that were like legitimate 
like legitimately connected with mobsters and he's like <laughs> making fun of them in front of their face. <laughs> yeah, you got to look uh, up the you got to look up the YouTube video of him on Carson talking about him. We're off track, sorry. <laughs> talking to Carson, yeah. uh telling Johnny Carson the story about how he was trying to impress a woman. Look it up. There's it's Don Rickles tries to impress woman. And and he he wants Frank Sinatra to come over to the table, and it's just and I've heard Frank tell the story, and I've heard and I've heard Rickles tell the story too, and it's one of those ones where it's like it's really weird for two people to make up the same kind of story, but okay. So so there's go ahead, Sharpie. Um, there's songs uh that uh, like um Crazy on You, um Three Dog Nights Liar, mm-hmm. Galactics You Don't Know, um maybe Far the right. Kakushka song. Um, some of those songs are just so fitting to the exact context of what you're in. Like, say, Three Dog Nights Liar. That's when we're seeing Thaddeus Mobley start start to get seduced and whatnot. Are these are are those were those songs like like Let's say let's just take Liar specifically. Um, was that specifically in the script or chosen no. prior? No. No, there were very few. Uh, no, there were very few. Like last year, last season, there was only the. Um, Children of the Sun by Billy Thorpe. Okay. Um, and I think there was one other, but very, he doesn't write a lot of songs into it's after. And this, this year it was, I believe only Peter and the Wolf crazy. And okay. wasn't in it. No. So, so when, when you're uh, looking for a song um, to go with the scene of, of Thaddeus Mobley getting seduced in a movie theater and it turns out to be three dog nights liar. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you start researching what song to use? Do you start looking at like what's going on in the scene, or do you pick something that that, or is it more like scientific in terms of like, oh, I want something this many beats per minute that kind of feels like this? No. <laughs> or do you just say, say I need a liar title? <laughs> <laughs> for for uh, for liar, I think we wanted to. There's a few times when we want to do a callback to season two. And we had the three dog night Shambhala, uh, Shambhala, Shambhalaya. I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's in the scene where um, Kirsten Dunst is um, in the bus. I think it was episode seven. But anyway, it's so we did that. We also have we seen that we've seen five, right? Five was. Yep. We just finished five last week. Yeah, this this is we just finished the episode where you open with it's hard to be humble. And like towards the end, uh, you've got you. I'll have a question about it later. Like the tracksuit with tracksuits in this one and, and world party is the last song. World party. Yeah. So, so, uh, that song by, uh, Mac, um, Davis. Thank you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is me on 20 hours. Of today. <laughs> We're here Mac for you, Davis. Maggie. <laughs> Thank you. Hard to be humble. Um, that was a song we tried to get into season two. So we, so that we had like, we had done so much research and digging for season two that some of, and we had so many songs that we couldn't get into season two that we ha- are pulling back for season three. So we have that list plus a list of um, Noah's ideas and my ideas. And, and oh, nice. you know, it, sometimes it just comes like, it's as simple as the editor has the playlist and they pull from it and it works beautifully. And liar, I think was something that just immediately worked and, and there wasn't any, there wasn't any talk about, uh, do we need to replace that? It was perfect. Um, and I think, you know, all of us have developed a sort of shorthand, the editors and Jeff and me and Noah, that it's, I, and I've seen that, I'm seeing that happen with other shows after you get into the second or third season. It's, it's nice because you know what you've created mm-hmm. and there's less guessing and there's less trial and error. So, yeah. And is that common for other shows as well? Yeah. I mean, I'm still new to TV, but like definitely Animal Season 2 was 
so easy compared to season one. And I'm starting sure. on another show. People of Earth, we're, we're in season two. And, you know, I've already, I've, it's like I've already created the the music, the world, the sort of the, this, the world that we live in, and it's already been defined. And then you are working within those parameters. That being said, you know, I just contradicted myself because Fargo, there really aren't any parameters. Um, but maybe that's the world we created. No parameters. Yeah, but the, it's still a Cohen universe kind of that you're working Yeah. And in. that's the thing. Like there's the, the, uh, Tibetan, I don't know if I'm even saying that right. Tuvan. Tuvan throat singing. Which I think, I haven't seen this movie, but it comes up in Hail Caesar. Um, so, you know, there's some barring, and we know it's going to work because it's worked previously. Oh, it might not be Hail Caesar that the throat singer. You know what? I'm sorry. It's the Cossacks choir that was in Hail Caesar. Yeah. Um, but thinking about the topic of the, the borrowing and like, you know, I've been on our podcast. I've been, I'm a big Lebowski fan. So I've been, yeah. of course, seeing big Lebowski stuff all over. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> so I'm thinking about the, this, you know, there's so in the big Lebowski, they have uh, tumbling tumbleweeds by the sons of the pioneers is in there. And for the minute I saw uh, Gloria getting off that bus to go get her Riders car. In the yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, is that, is, I mean, is that something you guys get to say, like, is that, I felt like that was just a big, like, boop, here you go. There's this yeah. thing and it's, and it's fun and, and it's like, I, it makes me feel good to, when I hear it. You yeah. Know? It comes back to talking about like the fact that we consider the fans for sure. Like these are people that there's great satisfaction in those little nods to these movies that we love. Wait until episode eight. There's a scene, um, I can't say what it it takes I was just going to say, am I going to have yeah. to cut this whole thing <laughs> yeah, out? <laughs> it takes place in a place of business that people will be very satisfied if you're fans of The Big Lebowski. Oh, oh Bill. God. Yeah. So I'll try to. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, you, you I'm guys, keeping my I cool right now. When that scene comes up, you will, you will know what I'm talking about. It involves <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Gloria. Well, you can't tell us a, that. What if she's dead? A, <laughs> okay. And maybe a furry animal. Oh. I can't say it. I won't say anything else. This is, it's, that's so like, uh, there's nothing specific there. It'll no, just, no, it's okay. A song only, that, a song that really excited me, uh, was from season two or episode two, uh, season three. Um, the closing credits song, American Wedding by Gogo <laughs> Bordello. Yeah. Can you tell us, uh, was that a holdover from previous seasons or no. how did that come up? That was Noah. I don't even know how I found that. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, like, I, I think that was, is that a gypsy? Yeah, they're like a, yeah, yeah they're a, like, they're a Russia, they're a Russia sponge. <laughs> yeah, he and I went into the gypsy uh, world because of uh, Django, oh Django Reinhardt. <laughs> No, You're no. Like old school gypsy jazz kind of. Yeah. Well, the Django Reinhardt and more the Rebirth Brass Band has slowly mm. started becoming Nikki's sound and her sort of theme music, um, who's played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, you, heard, you hear another gypsy piece at the beginning of Rumba at the beginning of episode three. Um, Is that the, the – well, no, sorry – I was gonna say Jingo, but that was that was Santana. That was San, there was Santana. In Santana, there. yeah, there's Santana. Was it the uh, Orisa? Yes, yes. I don't remember who that's, that's by. Sorry, I don't have. No, all I, my and notes. I forget too. Because Wawanko. Yeah, you? that's 
that's huh? who it's by. Can you pronounce it? There's so, many, there's so many songs in this season that I can't pronounce the bands or the name of the song. So I could spell uh, it for you. I could tell you how much it costs and how we cleared it, but I can't pronounce it. <laughs> well, uh, the reason why I liked American Wedding, this is a little tidbit for y'all. Uh, I once uh, was a partner in a production company that uh, is now, now no longer exists, but we're all still like great friends uh, called the Dandy Dwarves. Uh, which is a name that has a whole other story. Um, but we did that music video for American Wedding. Oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> so where's the band from? They're from New York, aren't uh, they? Or... Nah, I don't think so. I thought it was something East Coasty. Um, I mean, we shot it in New York. Oh, maybe I would not. have to look um, this up. I like... wasn't at the shoot, though, so I never met them. Um, but my buddy, who is a partner in the in the company... There are so many times I'm listening and I'm like, this is so incredibly... Um, yeah, they're from the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Oh, they are? Okay. Uh, unless Wikipedia's lying. Um, oh, it's always truthful. It's yeah, Wikipedia way. never lies. Look here, man has mm-hmm. baby. That's a fact. I, there are so many times, though. I mean, even going to the... Um, going back to last season with the... What was it? Yamayama Suki? No. What, yeah, yeah, the Yamasuki like, singer singing Yamayama. I mean, I still... <laughs> I still put that on sometimes i don't know why that is a fantastic I just, song i just but that's i don't know what you can't get out of your head that's another song that i had in my back pocket for a while and was so <laughs> excited that's what like with fargo we get to put in these songs that like i and this is why Noah and i work so well together is like he gets just ex- as excited about a song like that as i do you know and like whether or not I put the seed in Noah's na- head for that adriana catalina song or we just both realized it was part of this music world that we're creating and you know independently i don't know but he and i listen to music in a similar way so do you have other um, music supervisor friends that you bounce ideas off of or that you maybe share um little secret caches of songs with <laughs> it's no you don't want to share your songs with i was about to say no, that feels secret yeah but it can work both ways <laughs> that's our IP. No, like that's like, I don't want them. I mean, obviously it's all up for grabs, but if I have yeah. some song that I'm like, at some, at some point I want to place this. And believe me, if it's a big placement, I research where it's been used before and stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I do have one music supervisor friend that I love talking to. And his name is Zach Cowie. And he's the guy who did master of none. And he's just, okay. Okay. Brilliant. Um, and he worked in A and R for a while and then started doing a lot of, he has done a lot of reissues in his life and he's a DJ as well. So I found out after the fact that he's like some of the reissues that I've loved and have spoken about and placed, he was actually the one that uh, reissued them like a, a weird percentage of the songs and, and records that I love. So, okay. Okay. So if you are, out, if he's a friend of yours and you're out, just like having a cocktail or something. Do you hold back certain songs that you might? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hear a really great song, someone you're like, this song sucks. <laughs> but we're, we actually are working together on a movie. He's, he's great. I, we say we have the same ears. Um, I, I really like the way he listens to music, but I, you know, I think all music supervisors are cagey about that, but they're not cagey about other things. Like we talk, like you need someone to commiserate with and, um, but yeah, you don't want to share your ideas. Mm-hmm. There's only so, so many songs in the world. 
I was I totally was almost gonna ask a question, then I realized, well, why the hell would you answer that? You just said I was gonna be like, what's your best like kind of rap? <laughs> I want that, I want I want a back pocket song. I I want you have to watch I, it here. I, I, no, I stopped sharing them. I, want, I used to make mixes for friends, but now my friends are so many filmmakers. I've stopped sharing my my I IT. I don't yeah, make right. I don't make any films, so just update Spotify, <laughs> and I'm cool with that. Uh, the new playlist <laughs> but but yeah i i just like i just love some of that stuff so like can you tell us a little bit just to skip ahead for some people um to episode five like how yeah. and when did you know like something like like world party you're like let's did was jeff, no- told, jeff told me about that at first and i was like we have to clear that song why didn't you tell me about it like we had to come up we had to do that really quickly the cover of world party um and that was you know that was no end. Jeff started talking about it before they brought me in. And that's, <laughs> I remember getting so mad with Jeff yeah. on the way to a spotting session. I think I was PMSing, but I was like, you need to tell me these things. Like that could be cost prohibitive. And I'm yelling at him. He's like, there's no reason for you to be <laughs> reacting the way you are. Have um, they already recorded it at that time? No, but they were talking about it and there was not a lot of time. And like, you know, I just get worried that I'm going to, it's, I don't, you know, I, when there's this amazing idea, I don't want to be the buzzkill or like, Hey, we can't clear the publishing guys. Yeah. You know, there's no way you're going to get the rights or it's this mm-hmm. much money. Yeah. And Noah's pretty good about making sure we're both on emails when he gets ideas, but every once in a while he's not, but that was a, again, total Noah. Uh, I thought he initially thought he was talking about the ship of full song by John Cale because we considered that song for Fargo season two. Um, but no, it was the world party song. And then I flew down to Austin for, we, it was Noah seeing it. Do you, you guys know that, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so Jeff did the recording of the music separately and then Noah is, is, is living in Austin for most of the time. And, um, that's my hometown. So Noah tries to get me back to Austin as much as he can because mm-hmm. he knows I want to be there. So I flew down to record his vocals for that song. Um, and we recorded it at um, one of my oldest friends is Britt Daniel from Spoon. He's oh. one of my oldest friends from from Austin. And his drummer, yeah, his drummer, Jim Eno, has a studio. And I wanted to get into Jim Eno's studio, Jim Eno's studio for a long time. And so it worked out for this and he was great jim yeah. props. so <clears throat> speaking of that austin thing and i mean I, I think we talked briefly about the, the 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 spoon thing which by the way since i last talked to you i have seen spoon um but yeah. but do you think that is a little bit of what you and jeff actually have that kind of click with together because you being a, a native of austin kind of you know you have that all that and then he's like he's migrated there because i feel like i feel like that's just his music scene and it it's very yeah, important to him I and think- I, I feel like you guys have like this affinity with with that whole it's it's a different thing down there, you know. It's it's I, definitely I not Nashville, of, thank God. No, it's not. Don't Nashville. email me about that, by the way, people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who loves <laughs> Nashville, don't send me mad messages. So um, we were recording this year's score in Nashville. So I went out for one of the recording sessions and got to be in Nashville for the first time. It's a great city, but it's a different vibe. Yeah. Um, no, no, and I think that's one of the first in our first meeting. That was one of the first things that we sort of clicked on was his wife is from Texas. He lives there. He brought his family there a couple years ago. Uh, you know, I was born and raised. Uh, people from Austin, Texas, are just sort of their own sort of breed. So we, I think, just had a similar way of thinking about life. And um, he knows 
how much I miss Austin. And like, I keep talking, like, I'm like, Noah, you're my, you're my inspiration. At some point, the idea would be live in Austin as much as possible and only come back to LA when I, when I need to. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely what we connected on and, 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 um, because we both had such a love for it. Um, that's why we tried to get the Austin artists into season two. And, you know, when we were doing the covers and we try to do it, I mean, Noah is a different person in Austin than he is in LA actually. Like, and so am I, so am I, like I walk off the plane and my whole body melts and I like, you're just, it's just a slower, more relaxed, more happy way of I life. I feel that's a story with everybody that I've met and hung out with in LA. It's just that it's, it feels like a different place. It feels yeah. like you are, um, a different person the whole time. It's like, you're, no it's like you're on a set in LA. Yeah. yeah. There's no turning off. Everyone, you know, is pretty much, I mean, if you're in this industry, pretty much everyone, you know, is in the industry too. Cause that's just mm-hmm. the people you surround yourself with. And there's like, there's no off switch in Austin. I immediately, um, become just Maggie, not Maggie, the music supervisor. And that's a nice mm-hmm. sort of place to be in. So, um, so stepping it back to episode yeah. four, um, and let me know if I'm reading too much into this because Bill <laughs> and I—it's like our job, you know. We're, we have no, a podcast. Yeah. Um, I think it's cute so, that Sharpie called it our job. That would ins- that would assume we make a whole bunch of money doing this. <laughs> no, but it is your job. We have tens of listeners. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But if fin- the, the the episode finishes with um, Galactics, you don't know, and so of course Bill and I are going like, wait. What are the, what is what is Maggie trying to tell us? <laughs> what don't we know? don't know. Is, is that like really the message did, from I, a song I, like that, or or is that just or it's just a great song? Well, I think there's foreshadowing to the end of the season with that. Okay. Oh, that I feel. I'm laughing the so last, hard because Sharpie remembered that I said that. Of, <laughs> <laughs> no, the last scene of the last episode. Okay. Think you don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I I, I, I can't believe you remembered I said that, Sharp, because I did say. That. I don't even remember if I said that on the podcast or just on the phone. And I was like, we think way too hard about this, and maybe there's just maybe it's just a good fucking song, and that's all yeah. there is to it. And then and then it's like you don't know. And I was like, maybe Maggie and Nora are just telling us, "Fuck you guys. We we're just leading you no. down the we're just leading no. you down the primrose path like a Ferris Bueller scene." No, I think there's a lot of thought oh, and foreshadowing in our music. I, the, my only thing with the Uproxx, Stephen Hyden guy is I think he takes it to a next level. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that's, his, that's his bag. With like, yeah, yeah, which is, is so cool. Like, he did some cool comparison to, like, what was it? The, one of our bands, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to remember correctly. But, yeah, he, he takes it to the next level, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, and he's and written maybe, for a lot of places. Maybe, I mean, it's not it's not like yeah. his first little. I mean, I think he's he's written for Rolling Stone, and he used to be yeah. at Grant. He was at Grantland before Uprax, uh, which is where, um, like Chuck Klosterman and a bunch of other guys ha- were writing. He's big time. I reached out to him. I was like, maybe you want to talk. And he was like, yeah, cool. But brushed me off. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just I just found out about him the other. Well, I heard about it again from my, my friend Lindsay. Was we were having more than one beer at a bar here in town. And he told me like three times in a row that I need her. Cause I told him <laughs> this was coming up and I was like, you already told me he's like, yeah, but I'm telling you, you got this guy. And then he eventually just texted me like this, this name on my phone that I was like, what the hell does that say? And it was like, it's the biggest compliment to my work ever. 
Like I was so excited. It is. It's the, I was so excited when I read that first article. So so I mean, yeah, it just makes me feel like maybe I should be smarter than I am. (laughs) Well, it's just fun when you get people who, who have a pretty good deep well of knowledge. Yeah. You know, and, and not more like Sharpie and I who have a certain amount of knowledge and then the rest we, we rely on Siri and Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think everyone does. And, and you know, I say this to some people like music supervision is definitely about taste and knowledge, but there's so many parts that aren't about that. So, you know, like mm-hmm. that's the misconception of, of this job is people are like, oh, what a dream job or, or oh. I know a lot about music. I am an avid record collector and I know I probably know more than this girl who's picking out songs for the show, but you know, God bless, but it's like, that's 20% of the job. So, yeah. How, what happens for something like, so I'm going to move just kind of off the rock. I think thing. I just said, God bless. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> I've never said that in my life. <laughs> Do you want me to, should I cut it? <laughs> cut the God bless. If you leave the God bless in there, Keep the part there. I'm like, what the fuck did I just say? Like, <laughs> well, this won't be like last time because we're actually being cognizant about the time. Yeah. <laughs> right? okay, last yeah, last yeah. last year it was like yeah. a three hour epic. It was like Lord of the Rings was a short thing compared to this. <laughs> but it was fun, and then we pulled on Jeff. And- oh God, yeah, that was a blast. <laughs> I wish we could do that, but I, it's just not. I had to edit not- a lot of things out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like. Yeah, there was a lot, but so so just on a really random thing. So like when you like, because I'm always interested in how these happen. Like so when you deal with something like you're dealing with um the it was a Brahms piece in episode five, right? How do you guys have to deal with like Nerd Bill wants to know how do you clear stuff like that? You know because it's like the this how does that work? Because isn't the 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 music is technically in we have to clear the master recording. The music's in public domain, and we have to clear the master recording. And um, I. I try to stick with the recording we put into the initial cut, but every once in a while we can't afford it and we have to replace with a, a cheaper. There's so many recordings of those pieces, yeah. you know. But for something like that, was I mean, so so this is this very specific scene that I'm talking about for people who are thinking about the show. This is where VM Vargas in the uh, goes up in goes up to Emmett in the car in the garage. I mean, yeah. so is this is this like you or is this you and Noah or is this Jeff and Noah or like something like that? I mean. Like when this I is hear- me and Noah. Even Jeff's re- with the recording cues. That's like the the uh, source. Even if it's classical, that's us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. Jeff doesn't really play a part in that. Well, I was more like, was- where does the idea come? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. That's between that because that's in our master playlist. There was oh. a bunch of this. Yeah. So, um, so you just kind of knew it was already going to be in there. I think no. I honestly, I. I think that one might have been put in by somebody in the, the editor. Edit. Yeah, because like what we do is the way it works is there's a director's cut, then a producer's cut, then a studio cut, then a network cut, and we spot after the producer's cut, and that song was in there. And sometimes I get involved with a director's cut, but sometimes I don't because it depends on the director. Um, so that was in there, and, and so I don't know if it was the director or the editor. That mm, one was okay. in there. Okay. But it was, but it was, but they pull from our bin of music that we created before they even started shooting. So, and that was, I'm trying, I'm pulling it up right now to try to see what recording we did of that. But I mean, that, that goes to, it's, it speaks to our accelerated post schedule and it's two things. It's the accelerated post schedule and the fact that, um, uh, 
we've created this world that we all kind of know already. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, that one was beautiful. And that we need good recording because of how prominently it was used. Yeah, it was, yeah. I don't know, I love that scene. Yeah, that's a good scene. Far, I think almost all the scenes with Far are pretty good. I don't. I have to admit, my uh, the the tracksuit was my favorite musical cue from. Really, I don't. I like that kind of like. I heard that and I was immediately like, yeah. Yeah, we've only seen up to five, right? Yeah, that's that's yep. that's where I wished I you know We're I mean only halfway through it was we we questioned whether or not we should wait longer in the season, but it's more important for us to like be able to sit down and talk to you, and that's why we really appreciate your time and and stuff. You know, I'd rather find time now halfway through the season than at the end when you're, you know, cause you've, you've got like, as we mentioned earlier on that, you've got a lot, got a lot of other stuff going on and, yeah. and whatnot. But I'll also say that it, there's been some big Lebowski references in the next like seven, eight, nine. There's a lot of, uh, no country for old men, which was very sparse. I don't even know if they use score. If they did, it was so minimal that it was unnoticeable. I, they might not, it might've been completely dry. It is so, the music, so dry. Yeah. So the music is heavy in the beginning and we go, we're going dry. So there's a few okay. episodes that you're not going to be like, what's the song? I need to know. It's, mm. it's, uh, we're creating a very stark, cold, dark world. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know and fun to know. Oh, it's yeah. Fargo. Oh, Fargo. And, oh, and I like the yeah. Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats song from the first episode. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That yeah. Was yeah. I'm living in Denver. So. <laughs> I think I'm trying to think of some of my favorite music moments. I, you know what? The fucking Noah singing that Triple Fools, I think it's beautiful. That's been the best moment for me so far. And the way Sooner- Jeff created, like we go from Noah's voice to the score, then we pull in. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was Jeff. He just arranged. That it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was mixed really well. Yeah. So before and we go, voice. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's, he's gone. He's going through the gamut. He's done like a little bit of like the old school, you know, no nothing but the baby. Like, yeah, I'm wondering like where where does where does Noah want to venture next? Is he gonna? I mean, still waiting. For, before knows. we know it, him and Jeff are gonna have a album out pretty soon. I know. Well, that's what they <laughs> like. It's the band. They keep trying to come up with a band name to so we can credit a band name, but it's just been Noah and Jeff. <laughs> but they they have tried to come up with a band name. There'll be there'll be more collaborations, I'm sure. Very, many more to be had in the future. That's awesome. Well, yeah. before we go, I got, I'm. This is the. I don't want to know any of your back pocket songs. I'm. I'm always just interested in what you what you're currently like. If we opened up your, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, whatever, and we could secretly say, what has Maggie played a lot lately? And I don't care if it's like for film or not. This is like the. I shower to this song every day, so I feel happy. Or I love driving. What's you, you got one of those? Maybe I just put you on the spot too much there. Like I'm not no, gonna lie. I I've I've been yeah. like playing weight like just randomly. I'm like I completely got sucked into the Kendrick Lamar album lately. <laughs> just I just got. I have an. I have this assistant that I made and make me a playlist of new music that was worth listening to. I've been really disillusioned with new music, and so I haven't been spending any time with it um so i would say if you open up my spotify it would all range from like the 40s to the early 80s i i got um but but he andrew gave me some good some good songs and there was a new kendrick lamar song on there um it was good yeah but i've been i for snowfall rediscovered soul uh and motown and and music that i never really got into and then I listened to so much soul. I mean, so, there were some songs I loved, but never really 
dug deep and, and, and really explored that genre. And I got to listen to so many amazing songs for that show that when you pull out of living that, like listening to those songs over and over again, and then go back to the music we're listening to nowadays, it, they seem completely soulless, <laughs> you know, like, um, so I just need to, I mean, I don't know what the right way of saying that, but, but, uh, I'm a little dis discouraged right now with the current music. Sure. Um, but, um, what I'm trying to think of some bands right now that I have been, the new big thief album is good. Um, you know, I got to write all uh, this down. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's out yet. I, uh, the new Alex G records. Good. Oh, I'm really excited about a band called Cheer mag. Um, it's sheer like S H E E R mag, like Maggie, but without the G I E after. Um, and they, I think are out of Detroit. They're super young, um, band that have like some post punk refer- uh, influences. They're great. Awesome. And the, the lead singer's female and she's like balls to the wall. Like she's like, doesn't give a shit. And I love that about her. So, and their album's coming out soon. So I would give a plug for that. Yeah. Um, I tried to place them like a few years ago and they said, no, like <laughs> they said, no, we're too punk rock. We're not going to let you use our music. And now they're. Yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I was like, I can't wait until they're like, Oh wait, I can't make money without like <laughs> So. Oh. Hey, I got one. T- I got one for you to check out, though. Um, okay. it, it's before we go, and really thank you so much. Um, so, um, Monica Martin, who sang on that on that Fox, uh, yeah, from Fox. Have you yeah. seen her new thing that she did with uh, his name is escaping me, but they're called Violence V I like Vio V I O L E N T S. No, although the names, I feel like oh, I've seen God. that name. They just did a live thing with Paste Magazine a little bit ago, and it's just I don't know. I just I get all. I get all weepy over Monica's voice because her I just, voice is phenomenal. Oh, it's just like it's so it's so breathy and effortless. Yeah, and so wait, check spell out that again because just uh, go to v i o l e n t s m u s i c dot com. Violence Music. Uh, it's an album. Okay. It's the first album she's ever done with um, the guy. I'm really I feel bad that I'm forgetting his name right now, but um, Jeremy Larson. Is his name? Uh, he d- so he wrote all the music and wrote all the lyrics and everything. So this is Monica's first foray into just singing somebody else's stuff. It's amazing. I hope you like it. Okay, Try- one quick thing I should say about me saying that modern music is soulless. That is because I don't know m- enough about current music. That I don't want people to be like, "What is she thinking?" There's this. There's this. There's this. It's because I haven't I haven't had time to really explore. So yeah, it gets like that though. I you know, you get it, you get yeah. into a thing, and you know, what do you what do you do? But yeah, if you're listening exclusively to 60 to 79 soul music, you know, things are going to sound different when you come out of that. So, um, but I do think it's also because I haven't had time to explore. Yeah. I need to carve a month out of my schedule mm-hmm. where I go away and just listen to music. And that will be coming hopefully sometime this year. You need to go to Austin, Maggie. Go I know. Home. I need to get down there. I'm going there on June 9th and 10th for a festival where yeah. we're, we're going to talk about Fargo. So I am going home. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Thank you. Well, thank you so fun. much, Maggie, for t- have, taking the time to talk to us. So we really do appreciate yeah. it, and th- it's it's wonderful work. We look forward to seeing everything else going on, and and uh, can't yeah, wait. Yeah, and for... shoot me an email if you have any questions about those songs that come up in the next few episodes. Yeah, we will. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Okay, Thanks, Maggie. Good to see you again. Bye. Take care. <laughs>